Welcome back in. Hey, make sure you get over to thelegacyonpossumrun.com. As soon as you type in the URL and you arrive at the webpage, you'll see a pop-up for an open house. If you're looking to book in 2024 or 2025, make sure that you join on Sunday, this Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. It's a free open house. You get to see the beautiful space that's made up of three unique locations, a greenhouse, a barn, and an incredible great room with an indoor rainbow bridge and waterfall. You can check the calendar when you're there, by the way. See what dates are available. Pricing's on the website, so it's nice and easy. There's no trickery. Uh, and just see the place that Ohio couples are raving about, the Legacy on Possum Run. The Legacy on Possum Run.com is where you can find more information. The Legacy on Possum Run, your legacy begins here. All right. I want to welcome back a friend of the show. He is a, an activist for parental rights. He is the founder of BW Strategy Pack. He is a political commentator, and he's a friend. His name is Lad Dilgard. Lad, how are you this afternoon? Jack, I'm doing great. Thanks for that great introduction, man. How are you? I'm living the dream. I'm, you know, one day at a time, uh, continuing to, to provide truth <laughs> and insight to listeners of this station and readers at the Ohio Press Network. Uh, speaking of truth, I want to open with this. You sent me a text, and this is Unbelievable. The title of this story, Mom of Young Kansas City Chiefs fan hits back at Deadspin reporter's claim he was wearing blackface and says her son is Native American. Uh, unpack this story for our listeners, lad. Well, this this is about a day after it really hit the fan, but I have uh, some, some um, insight on this and tying it back to Ohio politics. Okay. The guy's name is... Karen Phillips of Deadspin, which used to be a pretty good website uh, for sports and talk. Um, now it's just woke garbage. Um, this guy wrote an article that a kid uh, who is wearing half black and half red face paint to support his Kansas City Chiefs, not unlike what I did for a Cleveland Browns playoff game back in 1986 yep. <laughs> when they were playing the Jets. Um, so he, he put uh, this, this kid's face on all over the Internet and said, that, hey, the NFL needs to take action against this kid. There needs to be um, enforcement. We need to, you know, do something about this. And uh, there was a huge backlash. Um, just people really pushed back on, on attacking a kid. And this guy, uh, Phillips, he, he's no stranger to um, – you know, this kind of garbage. He's accused white people of white supremacy for watching the NBA while black people were murdered. He um, smeared a group of kids at the Little League World Series as racist when they were celebrating, and he didn't like how they were celebrating. But this is the, the basis of his complaint is the Kansas City Chiefs name. He's, he said in his article, we've got to get rid of the Chiefs name, just like we did the Redskins and the Cleveland Indians. And this ties back to Matt Dolan, who his family owns the Cleveland Indians and supported the name change to the Guardians. He gave in to the wokeness. And as I've been saying to anybody who will listen, what you'd be getting with Matt Dolan as a senator is this kind of weak need submission to the wokesters. And I think... I call him Mitt Romney, but with higher heels and more lipstick. 
Uh, that's going to stick. I like that one. Well, first of all, uh, kudos to everybody who pushed back on Karan Phillips. Um, he gets the loser of the day award. Sorry. I know, I know I'm mean spirited today, but I, look, I, you, we're never going to get it right unless we call it what it is. He is a loser. You are the loser of the day. Karan Phillips. What world do you live in when you can villainize a 10 year old boy for political capital? It's gross. It's disgusting. That being said, I want to talk about this Matt Dolan issue. I want to give you some background that I don't know if you're aware of. So back in 2022, the Ohio Press Network, we conducted four GOP U.S. Senate forums all around the state of Ohio. And I had a chance to talk with Matt Dolan. And that was really on the heels of his family deciding to and his family owns the Major League Baseball franchise, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. I'm not going to call them what they call them now because I'm not going to give them homage. So I asked Matt Dolan, why did you do that? Why did your family decide to do this? And here's what he told me. He said, my, my folks went out west. They visited Native Americans uh, and had discussions like, is this offensive to you? The resounding answer was, no, it's not offensive. But the other resounding answer was, we just don't feel like it really honors a specific tribe. It's really just kind of general. And then my question was, well, then why didn't you call them the Iroquois or the Sandusky? Or the Cherokee. Instead, you whitewashed history. That's what you did. And there was no good answer for that. And, you know, it used to be, well, we'll never get an all-star game if we don't. Well, that's no longer true. (laughs) You know, I agree with you. It's weak need bowing to the political mob. It's not leadership. And it's disgusting. So thank you for pointing that out. Um, Go ahead, lad. Oh, there, you know, there, there are so many um, good arguments against changing the name and so few arguments for changing it. And it, if what's curious to me is that you don't an actual rigorous poll on what Native Americans think of the Redskins name and the Indians name. And um, they, they won't poll Native Americans because they're for it. There, there was a tiny poll in 2016 about the Redskins, mm-hmm. and they quickly covered it up because 90% of Native Americans favored the Washington Redskins name. And if you think about all of the towns and cities, uh, universities, sports teams named after Indians, it's just – it's ridiculous. Indiana, Iowa, Illinois, uh, Ottawa County, Delaware County, um, the city of Seattle, city of Cheyenne, like – do they think that they're going to negate or cancel Native Americans from American history? It's just insanity. It's a beautiful point. Here's what is really discouraging to me, but it also is revealing. When you have Native Americans who stand up and say, that doesn't offend me, that is exactly why the global Marxists claim that there is this inherent, baked-in, systemic racism you are racist and you don't even know it. If you're a black and you think America is the freest, greatest country in the world, I have tons of opportunity. You're racist. You were taught wrong. It's baked into you. You don't even realize you're racist. So that's why this whole bogus thing of systemic racism exists because the people who are supposed to be offended aren't offended. And if they're not offended, guess what? Then they can't disrupt and change the system. Here's the other thing that happens. I went out onto social media and I said, well, I'm part Native American and I'm not offended. Can you guess what the response was when I said that? Lad, I'm putting you on the spot. But what do you think the, the response was from the lunatic left? <laughs> Over 
overwhelming hostility, I'm sure. Hostility? But here, here was the other one. You're only 132nd. What are you, 168th? What are you, 112th? Are you kidding me? Now, all of a sudden, you're judge, jury, and executioner, uh, executioner on the level of Native American blood in my system. I mean, these people are unhinged. They are unhinged. They, they didn't even want you to talk about that. No, absolutely not. They didn't because there, it, it, there's, there's no power in that for them. And it's interesting. Here's a broad sweeping statement. I wonder if you agree with it. You know, the people who are most offended – and and walk behind the BLM banner and and are offended by the name Chiefs. They're like white suburban people, no doubt, <laughs> who've gone to no our doubt. colleges, right? Who've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college education. They're educated, <laughs> and they're and they're and they're the ones most offended. Uh, okay, hey lad, can you stick on the other side of this break? I've I've talked this out of time. Uh, this segment, can you I'd, can you stay? I'd love to, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more with Lad Dilgard, founder of BW Strategy Pack. Make sure you check them out. They're doing God's work, helping make sure that parents who are uh, trying to protect their rights and put education first are elected to school boards. And then he's also a political analyst. We're going to talk on the other side of this break about some more political stuff. So stay tuned. Rounding third and heading home. The final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show starts now. And I want to thank strong supporters of the Ohio Press Network, where I'm editor-in-chief, the Freedom Foundation. Make sure you check out optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. See how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union, your government union. Save on average $1,100 per year. Given Bidenomics, that's real money. Better, that money doesn't go to union bosses who support people like Biden and the progressive ideologies that are just rushing into our schools. Speaking of Bidenomics, uh, Lad, I'm joined by Lad Dilgard. Uh, Lad, we heard uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the Oracle, uh, try to spin the CPI numbers and economic data. Uh, Bidenomics is working, right? <laughs> well, what they left out is that uh, those Thanksgiving dinners are up over 25 percent since 2019. And um, there's sensible inflation across the board that she just cherry picked a few items, threw it out there. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it at all. I I don't think so either. I mean, gas is more expensive today. They can talk about the price being tamped down. It's more expensive today than it was when Joe Biden took office. My wife goes to the grocery store, spends $200 and brings in like a little box from Costco or Sam's Club, and I'm like, well, where's the other box? That's it? I mean, yeah. So do, do you think people are buying it? And then how do you think this plays into where the polls are right now and what's the horse race going to look like down the stretch in your mind? You know, I, I want to talk about a little bit this um, debate that's going to happen tomorrow night on Fox News. Yes. Um, Newsom versus DeSantis. And I think this is going to provide a lot of answers to your questions, because this is almost a laboratory test of conservative versus liberal principles. And what the nation is suffering through right now, California is way ahead of them and and suffering more. Um, 
Newsom and DeSantis were both elected to governor's ships, Newsom in California, DeSantis in Florida in 2018. They obviously took completely different routes and the results are clear. And just, just a few of them, a million people left California, whereas 737,000 people moved into Florida. There's 171,000 homeless people in California versus 26,000 in Florida. And California has a $31.5 billion budget shortfall, whereas Florida ran an $18 billion surplus. So you could go to pensions, taxes, spending, student learning, unemployment, business formation. This is, I'm pulling this out of the Wall Street Journal editorial page today, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got a great, a great write up, just a line by line of what DeSantis' ammo is. And when you say Newsom, you can say Biden. These are the same policies. Yep. And it's a one-party state out there, so they've gotten everything that they want. And I've never seen anyone prepped with more ammo for a debate than DeSantis should be tomorrow night. And the uh, this editorial says that Newsom will won't want to talk about this, but will spend his time talking abortion and Donald Trump, which is really all the Democrats can rely on at this at this moment because the economics are so terrible when it comes to Bidenomics. I don't underestimate Gavin Newsom's ability uh, to be the king of prattle. He is going to present well, and he's going to hit the talking points for people who are already on the left. Orange man, bad. It's your body. It's your choice. Now, what they want to do with abortion is way more radical than he'll ever admit to. And what they're doing to Donald Trump is gross. I believe that they have cried wolf one too many times where Donald Trump is concerned. I think they said the world was going to end in 2016 if he took office. People look back and go, my life was a lot better then than it is now. And now they're saying he's going to kill people. He's literally going to kill his political opponents if he takes office. <laughs> Do you think people are buying that lie? No, I don't. I don't think they're buy, buying um, any of the extreme accusations um, that are that are being thrown around. People just kind of roll their eyes. And they'll they'll vote with their conscience. But what they will vote for are economics. If you. We have over a trillion dollars of credit card debt now, and that's because real wages are down 4 or 5% since 2021, since Biden took office. People can't afford their groceries, can't afford their gasoline. They're making a little bit more, but they're paying a whole lot more, and they can't afford it, so they're putting it on credit cards. People know that this is different than 2017 to 2021. They they just they know it. And you can say that, you know, Trump is a Nazi and he's Hitler and he's going to have firing squads and all this garbage. But people don't believe it. They know better. Trump was in office for four years. Where were the firing squads? Why didn't he do it then? Paul Harvey used to say, and, and that is the rest of the story. You just told the rest of the story. Inflation's only at three point two percent. Real buying power is down. Real wages are down. Um you know, it's interesting to me. The left often points to the right and says they're going to do this when they're already doing it. They have weaponized the Department of Justice. I genuinely believe there are people who are waking up to that and going, um, we're following parents who attended school board meetings. We're prosecuting political opponents like Donald Trump, but yet we're not following up on real public safety things. Um 
about a minute and a half here, lad. What do you want to leave our listeners with today, uh, maybe on the presidential election or anything else you want to chat about? Sure, sure. So I think it's 12 of the last 15 national general election polls um, have Trump leading Biden, um, many of them outside the margin of error. Um, I think on average at this time in 2020, um, Biden led Trump with a real clear politics average of polls about 9.4 percent. And right now, Trump leads um, Biden, I think, on average, about 3 percent. So that's a 12 or 13 point swing. And, And the numbers are roughly similar with the Hillary Clinton in 2016 as well. Trump was trailing her the whole time before he won. So right if if the election were held today, <clears throat> Trump would win a uh, a landslide and of course it's not being held today. Um but people are waking up to their pocketbooks and they're waking up to the lies and they're tired of cancel culture, they're tired of the wokeness and uh, all, all of the the crime, the endless homeless camps in California. Um, they, they just have, have had it. And now if, if, um, you know, Democrats and the media can come out and paint the whole election as, um, about abortion or, you know, Trump is Hitler or something like that, maybe, maybe those things will turn, but every time they indict Trump, he, his poll numbers go up. And since they've been leveling these criminal charges against them, all these these ridiculous charges, 97 felonies or whatever to for a 77 year old guy who's never been arrested or (laughs) any charges of his whole life. Nothing bad ever done Um, until he was Biden's political enemy. (laughs) Nothing to see there. That's right. Uh, it, Lad Dilgard. His polls just keep going up. Yeah, they do. The numbers keep going up because people are awake. They're waking up. And they're waking up because you're doing great work by providing some excellent commentary. So thank you for joining us today. Come back and visit us soon, okay? Thanks, Jack. Likewise, sir. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to The Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. I'll be here with you the rest of the week. Have a fantastic rest of the afternoon. Talk to you tomorrow.